What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Down the Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, you have Brady Hawk. You can follow him on Twitter at BradyHawk305. You know where to follow me, Greg, at Greg Sylvander. Uh, no Ethan, no Alex, but this is your official Miami Heat play-in preview episode, folks. We are going to dive in deep to the opponent at hand, and that is the Atlanta Hawks. And I have brought on no better person than Edub, the host of Hawks Beat Podcast. You need to go to Twitter, at Hawks Beat, follow Dude for the most up-to-date comprehensive Atlanta Hawks content. E-Dub, welcome to the program. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Looking forward to it. Yes. So we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to talk about Hawks heat. We're going to talk about this crazy season where it felt like every fan base was like completely disgruntled with everything that happened. We're going to get into all that. But before we do, it would be a disaster if I did not open the show with this live read y'all know where i'm going water cleanup of florida do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from call water cleanup of florida 954-579-0356 with over 60 years of combined experience michael robert george their whole team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day 365 days a year after the leak has been located and repaired water cleanup of florida will then clean dry and fully restore the damaged area water cleanup of florida they're fully licensed insured, certified. They're a one-stop shop for every busy homeowner, contractor, 
They can handle it all, projects start to finish. Their service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356. The website is wcufl.com. Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Water Cleanup of Florida. You know the slogan, if you have the schmutz, they got the guts. All right. So now we are in play in form. This is rare territory for us, E-Dub. Like Miami Heat fans, um, I'm not going to call them spoiled because then they'll come screaming at me, but we've <laughs> never been in a play-in before. It's playoffs only, you know? Oh, my gosh. So um, excited to have you here. Excited to talk about the game tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, you get the privilege or maybe lack thereof, of joining five on the floor on the same day that the ringer drops a piece that essentially says, and this is reported information here in this, in this, uh, I think it's Kevin O'Connor that's reporting in this piece that the Atlanta Hawks have received permission from ownership to basically take any measures they need to revamp this roster and make it a winning team. And that may could, it could include up to, Trey and including trade trading Trey Young, which I think is um maybe things back channels you've heard about it, but it hasn't been something that's been very loud. So as that is the news of the day, I ask you first to start there, Edub. What are your thoughts about the idea of trading Trey Young? What do you think his temperature has been like with the organization this season? And just your overall feelings about Trey Young leading the Atlanta Hawks as a franchise going forward. I'm interested. I know I'm hitting you with the big questions right first week, <laughs> but it's playoff time, baby. So here we go. Yes, sir. Uh, again, man, it's a pleasure to, to talk with you guys. Um, to me personally, I didn't find anything in the piece that was kind of like new revelation. Um uh, this new NBA has a different dynamic. The new NBA is anybody can get traded. Like there's no, like when Russell Westbrook and that contract was able to move from team to team, um, it lets you know that there's no guy in the NBA that is beyond being traded. All right. And so uh, when you look at things kind of like a, so from, from a sober view, you kind of understand, you know, that's really the dynamic, you know? And I thought personally, when they brought Quinn Snyder in, I thought that the leverage had changed from kind of the players to the coaches because Trey has been through, this is his third coach. They're not going to burn through another one trying to make you happy, you know? Uh, and not saying that Trey was the guy who who ran Nate McMillan out of town. I, I have my thoughts on that. But um, Quinn Snyder's coming in, like, you're going to be here for at least three or four years. And if it takes moving number 11, that might be what it has to be. Now, the the likelihood of it, I wouldn't say it was likely, but is it possible? Evidently, it's, absolutely it's possible. You know, it's possible for anybody to move. I don't know how likely it is, but Quinn has, I, I think that quietly he has a lot of power behind coming in here to kind of see what – you know, what's in the shelves, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And if, if there is a move that he needs to make for number 11, I think he'll do it, you know? That's, I'm interesting to hear you so flatly say that because it, it, it's, I think Hawks, Hawks fans feel the same way. 
um, that it's time to, I think a lot of them maybe even say like rip the bandaid off. Right. And I listened to your latest episode about uh, kind of the X factor moving forward against Miami. And you mentioned DeJounte Murray who came there and that was the move, right? Like that felt like, at least to me, like Atlanta's move, um, and I promise to our listeners that I'm going to let Brady talk a lot more towards the back half of this episode about real basketball stuff. So I'm just teeing us up because I know y'all rather hear from him than me. I'm not I'm not uh, for lack of self-awareness. <laughs> but anyway, back to DeJounte Murray. Um, what do you expect? So going down uh, in Miami, I... I'm, I think you're right. Like DeJounte Murray is probably an X factor in that matchup because I expect Miami to blitz Trey a ton. They're going to probably try to speed the tempo up to try to avoid that blitz. And DeJounte Murray has to be the guy that makes Miami pay for playing that way to some degree. I think that's why he was brought here. It was like um, a big reason why. So the Trey DeJounte dynamic specifically against Miami, but also in general, I want to pick your brain there and then we'll pivot to Brady and he can get into some real basketball questions. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested just from this whole season, cause you've watched those two as a duo now for an entire year and now heading into this matchup with Miami, your thoughts about those two. Yeah, it's been, it's been underwhelming, very underwhelming. Uh, you're paying that, that starting five unit, a lot of money. Uh, you brought DeJounte in because of, I mean, the way they flamed out last year. You know, Trey was a shell of himself. And, you know, the cry was, hey, get him some help. Get him some help, you know. And here comes the help. And the help hasn't really done what it's supposed to do. And and it's crazy because, like, Trey hasn't been like Trey. So it's, it's been all around. So John Collins, his numbers have gone down. You know, as a whole, like, under under Quinn, they've been a little bit better offensively than they have been under Nate, but it's still been underwhelming. This team has been the the quintessential uh, mediocre team all season, like like 41 of 41. This is what this team is, regardless of the contracts, regardless of what you think this team may be from a perspective of, um, oh, we think this guy is an all-NBA team. You are what your record is. And it's been, they've had maybe two good weeks where those two were really rocking and rolling. And we thought it was turning a curve until it wasn't. And then it just came back to, oh, iso ball at the end of games, not closing out. Um, you know, and maybe it's a case where uh, it just maybe takes a year. I don't know. You know, I remember when <clears throat> when Bosch and Braun and, and Wade and I haven't got that first year in Miami, it took them a year to really get going. Uh, like it needed to go so maybe that's the year I'm not I'm not I'm not sure but uh, it's been very underwhelming to say the least from my perspective so transitioning to the heat side I've, I've found it interesting I think perspective in the NBA is an interesting thing because you look at like the heat's fan base thinking about this year and everybody's like well even if they win they get Boston or Milwaukee and every and it's just going to be a wrap you hear from the other sides of the fan bases and it's like Boston's perspective is like Oh, wait, we have to see Jimmy Butler. Like, that's kind of the, the funny thing that I've seen. Uh, and I look back over that that Hawks Heat series from last year, and it's like Jimmy has 31, is averaging 31 and putting up insane numbers. I just, like, what is your expectation, I guess, if from kind of flipping back to the Miami side, I guess, of Jimmy and the things he could do compared to last season? Because it's, look, we've talked about it all year, and I know, the, like, Eric Spolster and everybody in this league talks about it. It's a new team, so it's, it's new situations. But best players are kind of usually your best players. So I'm just interested in your perspective of Jimmy in this series. 
Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Jimmy Butler guy. Like I'm I'm probably more higher I'm higher than Jimmy than most guys, you know. And I tell my 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 people all the time, like I'm a Hawks. I I cover the Hawks, but I'm not. I didn't grow up as a Hawks fan, you know. what I'm saying so. I kind of have that different perspective on it, and I think that kind of didn't gives know that. That's very my podcast a, a different angle, so I can speak without the passion and emotion. Uh, that's why my podcast sometimes I read Hawks tweets, and sometimes because I want that that emotion because when they lose, I go to I don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some folks, and you know how it is with, with, with Miami Heat fans, you know, they may lose. Folks are up to 2 a.m. getting oh, yeah. these tweets off, you know? But uh, going back to Jimmy Butler, I think that when I look at the Heat, I look at the two the two cogs that make a go, Spolstra and Jimmy Buckets. You know, I think that Jimmy, uh, in, in this game, he will be the best player on the court. And uh, a lot of times when you're in the playoffs and when you're in the playing game, sometimes that's all that matters. You just having the best guy on the court. Um, the other year when the Hawks had, I, I think it was last year when the Hawks played Cleveland in the play-in, Trey was the best player on the court. And that's all that mattered. He dropped 38 and they beat Cleveland. Uh, and sometimes it may be that simple. I mean, when, once you get past all the analytics and stuff, but uh, yeah, from, from our side, from, from my side, it's really Spolstra. I think that Spolstra is a tremendous X and O guys. I, I don't think this team is as good as last year's Miami team. They've had uh, some bit of inconsistencies a little bit this year coming into uh, as far as the whole season is concerned. So I don't think they're, they're at, as good as they were last year, but they're still a really good basketball team led, of course, by Jimmy Butler. And I was going to... We're going to agree with you. They are not <laughs> as good as they were last year. At least they have not proven that yet. Don't worry. We are not blinded by that. Brady, continue. I was just saying before this, Heat fans last year were watching the play-in, you guys in the play-in saying who their matchup was going to be. And now it's it's a Heat-Hawks play-in. So it's funny how things work out. But in terms of X's and O's, I was interested, aside from Jimmy, looking back at some of the seri- kind of the games this season, one of the things they do uh, – is BAM rolling. Like they send everybody at BAM on the roll. So I was going to ask you schematically, is that something that you guys see often? Because I'm not catching, you know, every <laughs> Hawks game on the regular. Do they, is that something they do to good players? Is that something you see schematically from their defense to guys send that extra help on the roll? And the second part of that question uh, is for Tyler Hero, because I thought it was interesting last year in the playoffs, they put DeLon Wright on him and tried to kind of take him out of that series just because he did a really good job in that series, I thought. He really did. Last I hated season. losing DeLon Wright, just for the record. But go ahead. I like DeLon Wright. I want him <laughs> in Miami. Let me go on record there. He, he was major in that series, I thought, even though it ended up falling short. But I guess the, the, the change this year for Tyler on the other side is they've been putting Trey on him, which is mm-hmm. kind of just making him work and putting on those actions. So I just just your perspective on – on those two elements and the way they've been defending those two guys. Yeah, Bam, Bam is such a tricky matchup because he does, like, you know, the way he can handle the ball and the way he just moves, he can move laterally, you know. And, and the thing for the Hawks, their best matchup with 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 Bam is Onyeka Kongu, not necessarily Clint Capella. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Snyder does that or how he matches up with him. Um, Onyeka is probably the only player on this team with uh, an ounce of physicality to him. This isn't a physical team, and that's one of the things why Miami has such good success with them because they're physical. They put their hands on them. They they do everything to them from a physical standpoint, and the Hawks never really have a a, a – a, a a hit back you know what i'm saying they get hit but they never hit back and that's problematic i've said that all year long and not just against miami against other teams that have been physical with them but um as far as tyler hero 
Um, it's, I, I don't know because I'm still learning how Quinn is going to do things differently. And so that's the, he, he's been here 21 games. He's 10 and 11. Um, and so his, his scheme is a little bit different from McMillan's I'm, I'm seeing his rotations are a little bit different. And I think, so I think that he's looking at this thing from a perspective of next year, like it's almost like a tryout really. And so he's been trying a lot of different things schematically defensively. So it, it's, it could be a blessing and it could be a curse. So I think he's just trying to see what is going to work long-term. Who can I put here? Who can I put here? But as a whole, the perimeter defense for the Hawks has been atrocious. It has been atrocious. And so I don't know what he's going to throw at Tyler this year. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And in a one game sample, again, like you can do weird stuff. You can do gimmicky things that you wouldn't do in a series because it wouldn't hold up. So I think it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I'm glad that you mentioned that, that Quinn Snyder's looking towards the future. Cause I want to talk to you about the Atlanta Hawks in the future as all, as well as get everyone's um, play in tournament predictions. Yes, folks on five on the floor, we want to get everyone's predictions here. Uh, so we go on record, but before we do, um, E-Dub, I'm going to ask you a question here. Trey Young is on prize picks. Do you think he will score more than 24 and a half points tomorrow against the Miami Heat? Yes or no? Oh, man, that's a tough one. 24, 24. I would, I would probably push. I would probably push. I would say probably would be right at 24. Um, uh, he hasn't really been playing his best ball going into this game. I mean, going into this game, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, so I'm you're gonna, going less. I would go under. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go under. We got E Dub says less than 24 and a half points prize picks, but here's the key: are you got to use the code five F I V E? That'll get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Use the code five prize picks. Y'all know the app; it has a great uh, desktop platform as well. If you want to play online, uh, you choose your favorite sports, your favorite players, choose more or less on your favorite stats, watch the games, and you can win up to 10 times your money, but use the code five F I V E. That'll get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. That code five is the important one. Prize picks the official daily fantasy partner of five reason sports and five on the floor. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, E-Dub. So looking ahead towards... um. We're going to close with with what you think is going to happen tomorrow night because we'll, we're not going to just do predictions. That's too boring. Um, <laughs> looking ahead, what the hell are the Hawks going to do with John Collins? What are they going to do in the dra- like with the draft situation moving forward? Do you think Trey Young and DeJounte Murray are going to stick long-term? I'm interested macro view from you. What what direction do you think the Atlanta Hawks are heading? And then, Brady, if you have any other questions before we get to the predictions for tomorrow night. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do because those guys are do a whole lot of money next year, a whole heap of money. I think that between like 10 or 11 players, they're over like 160 mil. I mean, DeAndre Hunter's going from like 11 to 20 next year. John's still making 20 plus. Clint's still making 20 plus. Trey's making like 40. Uh, you still have to pay DeJounte and you still got to pay Onyeka Kongwu. I mean, and the owner has 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 said unequivocally he's gonna pay, he's gonna he'll go into the tax, but you're not gonna go into a tax for a 41 or 41 ball <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. I mean, yeah. he said last year he was gonna go into the tax, and then he traded Kevin Herter away so they wouldn't go into the tax. So I, I take what owners say with a grain of salt. I, I think that guys are going to be moved. Who was going to be moved? John Collins is always the easy answer. Um uh, on, I think Onyeka has has played amazing ball these last 15, 20 games. He might make Clint expendable. Maybe there's a package with uh, uh, um, Clint and John out there. Um, a lot of folks aren't really happy with DeAndre Hunter. You know, he's going to be making 20 mil next year. You know, has he really produced? So those th- that front line is, is those were the guys who I think is front and front and center for. If if somebody were to go, I think it would be one of those guys first. Long term, can Trey and Dejounte? I'm willing to give them another year. I'm willing to give them another year. Let's see what it looks like at the All Star break. Maybe it gets going. Maybe they can get you know get some magic going. But if not, then definitely, uh, I think one of those guys is going to have to go. The last one I had for you. We were talking Hawks defense before, but but this team's been clicking offensively. Like to just what are they second in offensive rating? I think post All Star break, like they've been doing things on the offensive end. I'm just curious. Because things look different on both sides. Like, we said it before, but, like, the P.J. Tucker element uh, last year I thought was big in that series. Like, the things they were able to do with the blitzing and everything. And then you add in the fact I thought the what Atlanta struggled with a little bit last year was they didn't have that secondary attacker after they were blitzing Trey. They have that guy now. So, I guess just from an offensive perspective, and you mentioned the differences that you're seeing with Quinn Snyder, just what is, the I guess, the big change for them offensively, and how do you think it will, I guess, impact this game specifically in this matchup? Well, ideally, 
um, the big change should be like DeJounte. Like once the blitz has happened, you know, DeJounte is able to get off ball, Trey's be able to move off ball, it's supposed to give the offense a little bit more flexibility. But you just haven't seen it on a consistent basis. You know, uh, there are games where Trey gets blitz, and uh, unfortunately it's just like, okay, what next? And a lot of times the Hawks just don't have a what next, and that is problematic. Um, sometimes they do, but it's nothing that is automatic. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's different between, okay, this game, we're going to figure it out and always oh, going to work, but it has to be like automatic. It has to be, this is what happens every time we need to go this, we need to do that. They don't really have that. It's like, okay, if we don't run this double screen up at the top. And if you catch that, then, oh, well, we just going to have to scramble and hope number 11 makes something, make something work. And it's, it's very inefficient. And I think that's something that Quinn is kind of working on, but I don't think that they've, necessarily figured it out because Quinn is slowly trying to trying to get into his system and they're trying to get the Nate McMillan system out of him. So they're kind of in an influx right now. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure um, what they have on a consistent basis that will take care of those blitzes. You make them sound vulnerable. <laughs> How are you feeling about tomorrow night in Miami? 7.30 tip. Um it will be the first playing game played. The winner goes to the seventh seed and plays the Boston Celtics at 3.30 on Saturday. And for all of our listeners, we're going to have you covered tomorrow for the game and Saturday if they go there or Sunday if they lose and they're the eighth seed or the lottery. If not, we'll be on watch um, playback. Go to playback.com, watch the games with us. Also, the YouTube channel, Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel, will be popping with all of – the post-game, pre-game, locker room interviews. We're going to have you covered. We're going to have more media presence in the uh, Kasaya Center than any other entity. So you want to be connected to 5 Um, How are you feeling about tomorrow night specifically? Uh, and if the Hawks were to beat Miami, how the hell would they do it? <laughs> I, I would say this. I, I think that... It is not likely for them to win. I think there is a pathway for them to win. Um, for them to win, I would think that um, they would have to shoot at least 40% from three, at least 40% from three. Uh, in the game that they beat uh, Miami this year, uh, the one out of the four, I think they shot close to like 48, 50% from three. They just had a brilliant game. Um, they shoot 35% on average, which is like average for the league. Like they can't shoot average. Like you can't shoot average and win this game. So they have to be above average shooting the three. Um, you got to strike first. You got to strike first. I think that's another bullet point for them to win because Miami has bullied this team. They have bullied them. And that's a good point. when you look traditionally of teams that get over bullied, you have to smack them first, you know, in the game they, they won in Miami, they, they put 38 up in the first quarter. So you have to hit first, got to hit your threes. And I think somebody's going to have to be special. I don't know if it's Trey. I don't know if it's DeJounte. I don't know if Bogey gets hot, but somebody has to be special. Somebody has to be um, special. I think those are the three pathways for the Hawks to win. Um, I don't think it is likely. It, I think it is possible, but I don't think it is likely. And there's a difference between the two. If I had to put my money on it, of course, I would bet Miami because all the numbers, all the statistics, all the metrics are in Miami's favor. But we all know how the NBA is. In the one-game sample size, anything could happen. So uh, those are the Hawks' three pathways to win, I think. But if I were to put money on it, I would kind of – 
be bending towards Miami to come out victorious. It, I'll just throw mine in. I'll say the fact <laughs> if we're going to go, let's go around the clock right here, Greg, because I know everybody wants to hear yours too, because I'm sure nobody knows where you're going. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, I think to your point earlier, the shooting is going to decide it because as much as you mentioned the Hawks shooting, I think Miami shooting is kind of the deciding factor because we saw in the playoffs last year, that's kind of what they tailed off from. Like that, that's what led to them losing in that Boston series over uh, even with Jimmy playing at that level. So they're going to need to shoot as well. And you mentioned that one game. They, they were not missing in that one game that you brought up, the Atlanta game. Like, that was an incredible game because I just remember that they, they shot an incredible percentage in that game. But uh, to your point earlier, I really do think it comes down to in these, these single elimination games, I think your best player just has to be your best player. Like you said, Trey in that series last year in the play-in was the best player. And I just if, – if we're asking you to put your money on the game, I'm, I'd put my money on Jimmy Butler. Like, I, I just think Jimmy Butler in this setting – Specifically, with the, with all the stakes, we know that he doesn't pl- start playing until the po- until All Star break. That's when he his regular season starts. So uh, I just I'd expect even with all the X's and O's we were just talking, I just think it's probably going to be a big Jimmy game, and I think it's going to be a big coaching game. I think it's going to be a fun coaching battle because it's, in these single elimination games, you're not high, you're not waiting for game three. You're not waiting until you go back to the opposing. Like you're throwing everything out there at once. So I'm interested in that factor, and like you said earlier as well. I think a lot of like people in this league that look around, they're going to take Spo in that kind of in-game battle. So it'll be an interesting way to go about it. But I do think Jimmy kind of wills them to a win. And it's interesting because I think that is something uh, there about like, okay, it's not Nate McMillan this time. It's Quinn Snyder. I think Quinn Snyder is a better coach than Nate McMillan. I like, yes. I like Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan was cool. He was always honest in, in our talkings and our dealings with, with Nate um, but I think Quinn is a better t- t- tactician. Nate is really old school. Uh, you know how those old school coaches can be like, well, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to make no adjustments. It is what it is. <laughs> gonna, you know what I'm saying? But I-, I think Quinn is more apt to change. He's more. Uh, and, and so I think you might even have a different dynamic as far as how the Hawks come out schematically, you know, maybe halftime adjustments. Those things may be different as opposed to Nate McMillan those things could be a big difference. You know, I would love to come on here and be like, hey, yeah, I think the Hawks can get them. But, I mean, and, and if the Hawks win, it's, it's, it's better for me because it's better for the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I can't, I can't, but my, my my listeners already know I don't I don't BS them like that. I'm going to tell them how it is, and we can argue and fuss and fight all day, and I'm still going to give out my content, and we're still going to be friends at the end of the day. But We say the I same thing. We're like, the, the further the heat go, that's better for us, too. <laughs> it's good for business. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, to this point, and, and I appreciate you coming on with us, this has been a good convo about heat hawks i wish this was a longer series because um because there are a lot of elements to this that could get interesting all four matchups this year were divided were were decided by single digits y'all so like this hasn't been a bunch of blowouts regardless of the way that any games went um these were i just went and found these y'all bear with me trey young last year averaged 15.6 assists on 32% from the field, 18% from three, 31 turnovers in five games. That was Trey Young's line against Miami last year. I expect him to play a lot better tomorrow night, but ultimately, y'all know. I don't (laughs) think that that's going to happen. I'm not saying the Heat are making any run to the finals. I I am resigned to where they are, but I do think that they can get the victory tomorrow, but it is not a given the Hawks can come in, play a great game. It is a one-game game. 
tournament and in those it can be dangerous so we'll see how it goes i'm feeling confident now but you never know how quick that can change join us on playback on five reasons sports youtube we will have you covered on five on the floor edub thank you for joining us brady hawk thank you peace out thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.